Olfaction, it's a fancy word for the sense of smell, or if you want to just do two words, the nose. Smelling is underrated. This actually smells like a mango. And then coffee, there's only a hundred that actually are volatile. Catastrophically. What's mm. wrong with that statement? And there is something wrong with that statement, that we tend to forget the name of the smell. Double whammy yeah. going on there. You know, like prune juice, for instance. Oh, yeah, it's, I love this, really I do. Whoa, I'm smelling jasmine everywhere. Don't smell mm. someone else's hand, it looks a bit rude. Uh, cats on the board, oh no. Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today on Bean Stuff, we are talking about olfaction. Uh, just in case somebody doesn't know what olfaction means, Dad, do you want to go ahead and give us like a, a good one to two liner on what, what oh, is olfaction? Olfaction, it's a fancy word for the sense of smell, or if you want to just do two words, the nose. The point of today's episode is to go through olfaction, why is it important, what is it going to help you do, and how does it help you with coffee? Do you want to take us through, Dad, just like the process of making a coffee and where you see olfaction coming into that? Oh, you, you would be surprised. We don't the whole sense of, of the nose and smelling is underrated, if I could say that word. Um, and we don't realize how much in the, actually understanding and, and, and thinking about what are we smelling, how much it will transform lots of things. But I'm thinking particularly mm. of coffee. When you drink a cup of coffee um, or smell the cup of coffee, uh, you're going to go, wow, I've never, it just enhances the whole experience. And it, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, there's, Right from the start, when espresso that you and I very much like, uh, what senses, and there's, there's what are there, five senses, you know, taste, uh, smell, touch, taste, let's say that sight, hearing. When you make a cup of coffee, what's the first sense that gets activated? We, we had talked about this earlier as well, and I, I, I feel like it was, it was sound, uh, and we had vigorous debate on it i'll you know i i think it could be sound or sight for me but we'll go with we'll uh, go with smell today because it could uh, be yeah true no i i you you make it right i mean depends what your order of things are but if you pick up the the packet of coffee you're going to see it you're going to feel the packet you won't feel the coffee but what happens is when you pick up the packet usually you actually you probably do it on purpose you right. you squeeze the packet and out comes through the one-way valve the smell of the coffee and you go whoa this is going to be a good time and and then i mean there's so many parts to this you go into the grinder again the, mm. the you hear the grinder it depends how loud your grinder is but you smell right. it that's one of my favorite parts is you you grind it you take that uh, whatever you're going to put it into the espresso into the uh, porter filter and mm. you smell this coffee thing this is again going to be a good coffee i mean you can go the shot starts coming out and you see it so the sights involved Right. And you, you can't smell it so much at that point. Then you start steaming the milk if you're going to make a cappuccino or a flat white. Mm -hmm. You hear that, so sounds involved. And then you well, it, it. Is, it is surprising even like as you start to pay attention, you can start to smell things yes. as the milk even. Yeah. You know, I've noticed recently you and I have had discussions about milk recently, and maybe that's that's food for another podcast. But yes. it it's interesting as you start to steam the milk and going through those processes, you can actually start to smell each one of those aspects of it. Yeah. And it becomes yeah. a very unique part of that experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. It's you get all that gets into the cup, which right. are, you're touching, it's warm. So you're feeling that, but you're also smelling the cup, the aroma coming off the top there. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, of course, you get to the, the point of it all, you get to gustation, right? Which is the sense of, taste 
which is not what we're talking about today, but that's the final product, obviously, we're well, going over, over the tongue. It's interesting, too, because as you lift something to your mouth, right, your nose is right above oh, it's it. good. Yep, yep. And it's, it's almost impossible to not smell something before you consume it, unless you're yeah. going to be plugging your nose or, or doing something right. similar. In fact, I often tell people, plug your nose, and then you won't smell, you won't be able to describe the taste at all. All you can do is describe the feeling of it on your tongue. So it's amazing how much power the nose has over what we're consuming and, and how we're tasting and also how we're just perceiving it in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you were saying something to the effect of coffee has a certain amount of odorants and we have a certain amount of oh. ability to receive that. There were, some, oh. there were some large numbers, if I remember. Oh, you're, you're correct. I mean, I, there's, there are large numbers involved, but uh, I think there's like, uh, I, I read somewhere there's 10,000 different odorants, things that we could smell out there. Um, uh, in coffee, even, but uh, yeah. but we only have receptors that that, and that's a whole other topic of how does the smell coming into your nose connect to the brain and how you know lock and keyed, and then it goes up to the brain, and then there's a whole lot of who knows, but yeah. uh, but there's we only have a thousand of those, um, and then coffee, there's only a hundred that actually are volatile. In other words, they actually start the aroma; they dissolve. In other words. They evaporate, mm. and now we're down to 100 of those. But we can only actually, I believe, we can only perceive if you're really good, 20 to 30. Wow. So there's not a lot we can perceive as, as such, but we can get very good at that 20 to 30. And most people may only think to call one or two, but yeah, 20 to 30 is, is, is then becomes a, a big number. It starts to become important because you're really limited in what you can smell or pick out. And so there, there becomes more, more importance on training that uh, the olfactory to make sure we're engaging as best as we can yeah. with, uh, with our smell. And then that also affects our taste because, you know, obviously what we smell becomes a part of what we taste. I think you, you had a good quote from somebody. Johnson and Olson, 2003, they said something along the lines, in general, we all have a good odor memory. Mm. So the odor, the memory is, is good. There's nothing, we can perfectly remember a smell and you, often you do, they go, oh, I remember smells like, ah. Oh. Um, but a common problem is that we tend to forget the name of the smell. Mm. Remembering yeah. the name of it is the difficult part, which is why if you start thinking about it, you start going crazy and you start doing things like like getting something like this. If you, I don't even see that. Well, and for anyone who's not, watching the, the the item that we're looking at at the moment what is that box called then this is the uh the Lenez cafe box and you can pick out anything in here number 18 for instance i can't remember what it is but you smell and you, all you're doing is putting a name you smell and go oh well that smells familiar i think it's well, vanilla vanilla and suddenly you've given it a name i i remember you going through the process when you when you were training to be certified as a cube oh. grader Right. Linez Cafe box. And for anybody who's not watching and who's listening instead, it's basically, I mean, not basically, it is a box and it's got yeah. six different vials or little, little, 36. Uh, yep. You yep. unscrew the lid and each has a specific scent. And then on the bottle itself, it just has a number. And that number correlates to a book that will tell you what that number is. And I remember you, Dad, you had to go through every single one of those oh, and practice, yes. and practice and practice and practice and old leather. And oh, 
this one's yeah. earth. It smells like a damp day that's rained and you took and they put it in a bottle and you go, oh, earth, damp earth. That's what it is. And some <laughs> coffee smells like earth, earthy coffee. Anyway, well, yeah. And to tie it into some uh, something tangible, one thing that I know that's a struggle for me, and I know you're good at this, Dad, but a struggle for me sometimes is you're sitting at the cupping table, mm-hmm. you you cup a cup of coffee and you taste it and you know, you know, that taste, you know, I, you know, you can, you can put a memory to it, you know, to tie back Mm -hmm. to that quote, you can say, I remember either eating this, or I remember where I was when I smelled something similar or tasted something similar, but it's really, really challenging, especially as you're smelling that to say, other than saying it tastes like coffee to put (laughs) names to that, to put Mm -hmm. a name to say, this actually smells like a mango, but it smells like an overripe mango. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're able to uh, to start to identify those, I would assume that that's going to start to help. That's going to start to help when you're making coffee. So I guess a question that comes out of that long, long-winded way of saying, how important is smell to you when you're blending coffee? Yeah, it's it's probably I would say of if you're talking about a percentage, it's probably eighty percent of my my job as such is the smell, and twenty percent well, is actually the taste. And I should clarify when I say smell, you're not smelling the green beans, but smelling no. the roasting I, individually, maybe, and then and then smelling and cupping to see where combinations might match. Exactly, uh, and if you can't, if you're running out of time, you don't have enough time, you can just smell. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to work well. It is amazing how much smell takes control i i I think about like uh an example that pops in my head of the power of smell is you're driving down the road and you smell a skunk that gets run over (laughs) it is so identifiable as a skunk now obviously that's a very potent smell but you don't even see the skunk sometimes and you know exactly what that Mm -hmm. is and it's amazing how powerful that smell can trigger us to remember things or say steer clear that type of thing so yeah it becomes a very important part as we're as we're digging. digging and the in. good thing, what you did there, you named the smell. You knew it was a skunk. So someone else you, who wasn't at that situation, you say it smelled like a skunk. Like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Another aspect of it is it's a similar. It it, it creates a similar similar language mm-hmm. when you can start to identify things as. Uh, common items. So I, I know that you've done this at work where you'll go and get you know, like prune juice, for instance, oh, mm-hmm. everybody will taste the prune juice and all these different things. So you start to train yourself on smelling the prune juice uh, and all these different aspects. And that way, when you smell that later, you can say, I smell like a prune smell. Everybody else is kind of on that same page. Yeah, It's kind of, you know, to tie back to Q grading that, that uh, everyone's calibrated similarly. So yeah, you can work perfect. with somebody else and say, you know, I want it to have a, I want to smell some prune. I want to smell this. And they could go, oh yeah, I know what that is. It's it's particularly useful for when a friend in Ethiopia says, oh, it smells like Galactigdigia tree. I go, what? What did you just say? But <laughs> if he says prune and I say prune and we've both just worked hard to work out what is the definition, what's the name we remember when we use the word prune, he's done it and I've done it. So now prune is something we can both use and we are saying the same thing. Oh, and I know that like the, for instance, the Linez Cafe, that's a very, very common way of, of training your smell, your sense of smell, uh, being able to yes. identify those things. I, I know it's not necessarily cheap, but the benefit is that you can 
you can buy the Lenez Cafe mm-hmm. kit. I can buy that kit. Yeah. We can we can both kind of operate from the same ground rules essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, the good good news is there's a cheaper option than the Lenez, which is really nice if you really want to go right out there. You get a whole box like this. But mm. um, the better one to do actually would be to it's free. That's a good price. Uh, <laughs> and it's the the coffee wheel uh, from um, and it. It actually, in the lexicon that comes with it, there's the coffee wheel and you can draw the names and do all that, but those names all correspond to a lexicon, a dictionary that's free again online and you can download it and you can print it off and it tells you, like for prune, it even tells you what sort of prune juice to get. Grandmother's old red prune juice made by whoever. So that everybody yeah. goes to the store and gets the same prune juice and we taste that. And that's free, and anybody can do that. You can go through that whole tasting wheel, and there's, I don't know, 100 and whatever of them. Yeah. Uh, but the top ones particularly, and you can – we were doing a couple today on fruity, and one was the chamomile. So we go and buy a bag of chamomile tea. It tells you what to do and put a bag in a cup, wait five minutes, and then take the water, then let it cool down, and you taste that, and you then smell the same thing, and that's chamomile. Mm. So, and you can do that with, we did it with Carnation, we did it with uh, uh, Jasmine, and you, it tells you how to, where, where to buy your Jasmine extract. Wow. Suddenly you're, you're suddenly, just, as I say, it just suddenly goes, whoa, I'm smelling Jasmine everywhere. I know we've talked a little bit about taste and, and, and obviously the point is smell. So I want to go back to a diagram that potentially may have been catastrophically. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's well put. I like, I like <laughs> catastrophically, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much uh, emphasis on a cat as a cat did walk across the whiteboard. It did so, more than it. It lay down on it and it's like, uh, like a rubber, a duster. It, 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 it did some amazing stuff to this little one. I'm just going to try and get this so, in this picture so here. For anyone who's not watching and, and listening instead, there's you're missing less. And for anyone who is watching, we'll try and make up for what we're missing here. But for, I'll describe it. For anyone who's not uh, watching the video, we're looking at a masterpiece. I must no, say. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Reed. Yes. It looks but, like uh, they go side, side on. Does it look like me? You know. Oh, it's <laughs> definitely. But we've got basically a side profile of a head with a very small cup of coffee, a shot, like a, like a little shot glass. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I thought I wasn't a very good artist, but actually, you're right. I am a very good artist. I mean, if coffee roasting doesn't work out for you, I think you've got. <laughs> Got a um, so it's it's that, and there's arrows going from the top of the cup. Oh yeah, some missing from the top of the cup into the nose. So, Dad, walk us through the diagram. Oh yeah, it's I love this, really I do, because it helps me theorize in a sense what's going on when I practically smell a cup of coffee. And basically, this this is a cup of coffee here going to yeah. this fairly fairly large nose here, and. You smell the coffee. It goes up to the epithelium up there, into the hyper, you know, all the brain stuff going on up there. So and through the nose, up into your brain's yep. receptors. Yep, that's right. And it's doing its job up there. And, and by doing the, the you know, the lesnes little things here, you're actually naming those smells that you're getting that going up there. And you name it, and you lock it in, and you smell it again every day for the next week. And you suddenly you remember, oh, that that that's honeyed. Okay. But that's not only that happens, but when you taste the coffee, mm. it goes the gustation where we look at it another time, goes over this is where it's got rubbed out of here a bit, but it goes over the tongue that's situated here. Yeah. But it's not it's not the taste buds, which are important, mm. but it's actually the they call it retronasal and it goes up here 
back behind the head here and goes up. Yep, and it goes exactly to the same spot. The nose, it goes directly. And then this retronasal, this is the orthonasal, this is the retronasal, it goes up to the brain pretty quickly and it becomes very succinct and easy to identify. Well, and it's amazing. I think of like when you're sick and this is going to be a little bit gross, but when you when you don't feel well and you have uh, like mucus dripping down the back of your throat, I would assume it's similar to that in the sense that it takes a similar path, obviously going the opposite way, but coffee comes in and the aroma actually comes in from the mouth, goes up the back of your uh, yep. throat and, yep. then, and, and you're able to smell it through that, that mm -hmm. process. If you could bring the diagram back for just oh. one one is it, uh, for those of you who aren't watching, I'll describe it, but I do have a very, very quick question. Um, is oh, yeah. the gentleman or the person who we have here today, are his eyes or his eye, is it shut or, um, and for those, before you answer, before you answer, uh, it looks like a closed eyelid that's been stitched. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how to tell you the three, but that's not an eye. Okay, <laughs> that's actually the epithelium I was trying I, I didn't do it very well obviously because it goes up here and these are the receptors here they pick up the smell and they get locked in and it gets taken up into the brain this is the just the, the front of the brain here the underneath above the palate here and it goes up to the epithelium that's an epith epithelium, um, epithelium and that's the whole that's what's going on there so there is no eye here it does look like an eyelash Gotcha. And that makes sense. The arrows are pointing to the stitched shut eyelash. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think it's important to understand being able to kind of build out that dictionary like we've been talking yeah. about. I smell this. I can identify it as this. I mean, I think about pairings that we have in, in, in other places like, you know, coffee and brownies go together really well. Yes. Right. If I yeah. smell vanilla and I smell chocolate in my head, those two things go together. Mm -hmm. I think if we can start to do that with coffee as well, being able to identify those things, you could smell, you know, a blend or a, a single origin and say, I might mix this with this. And again, it doesn't give you a guarantee, but you might say, I'm going to mix this with this. Obviously you need to cup and taste the acidity yeah. and body and yeah. those types of things yeah. too, but it can kind of give you some good points of reference to start creating some of those as well. And also yeah. maybe, Testing if there's defects, I would assume that might. Oh, true. Yeah, that would come into it. And if you just suddenly just you name a, a, a something, you call it whatever you're going to call it. You call it caramel. Um, yeah. you, 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 you've smelt caramel, um, and you liked it. You can start looking for coffee labels that have the word caramel on it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, those labels are also you know done correctly and not just made up as such. But the actually person who smelt the coffee when they made that blend said. If you have this blend, you're going to get uh, you're going to definitely get caramel. If you get an Ethiopian coffee, you're going to get floral, which is mm. why we were smelling carnation. It's why we were smelling jasmine, rose, because those are all in Ethiopian coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting yeah. thing that um, you know the statement you have an ice cream, and the, often I hear the statement, "This ice cream tastes like vanilla." What's mm. wrong with that statement? And there is something wrong with that statement. Mm. Because the tongue can only do five things. And that is, it can taste sweet, sour, bitter, um, umami, or salty. You mm. notice what was missing there? There was no vanilla on the tongue. It could taste vanilla. Vanilla is actually an aroma that goes up. And you can remember the name 
vanilla. Mm. So the ice cream doesn't taste like vanilla. It may taste sweet, it may taste sour, it may taste salty, but mm. to actually give it a name like vanilla or caramel, it, that's a smell that uh, that we've we've we're discovering as we have our ice cream, just like coffee. Interesting. So as a takeaway from today, yes. if, if, if somebody wanted to start down the path of increasing their ability when it comes to taste or sorry, when it comes to smell, <laughs> what's one small step I can take tomorrow um, yeah. to start down that path? Not necessarily getting and going out and buying Lynette's Cafe, but no, no, or even even downloading the, the wheel, coffee wheel and lexicon that because uh, sure. you still got to go and buy. I would do simple things like um, getting some foods, typical foods, a banana, an apple, some fruits, if you want to do just fruits and chocolate, whatever it is, and yeah. cover them up, get a friend to help you do this perhaps, and you close your eyes and you smell, and you smell, and you identify, oh, that's a banana, that's easy. Then someone brings yeah. up a passion fruit, you've never smelled a passion fruit, what is that? Mm. Well, this is kiwi fruit, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is glaguga giga. What is that? I mean, you start learning these words of what that smell actually tastes like. The other thing I would suggest, another practical aspect, so just get some foods and just start thinking about what you're smelling around you. Another thing, when you cut coffee, for instance, um, smell the coffee in with, when it's just ground. There's no water on it yet. Smell that coffee. Mm. Try and name it. Try and sort of put some notes on that. Um, and as you mm. smell it, Breathe through your mouth as well as your nose. So you're getting the nose, that 80% part, and the retro nasal goes back and goes up as well. So you get a sort of a double whammy yeah. going on there. That's um, a really good tip. You know, I would say that's a, I, I want to put a little bow around that one. Oh. That's, that's brilliant. The other thing, and I, I know I interrupted you, so I apologize if we're missing out on some gold. Oh, the other thing I would gold. say is whether it's wet or it's dry and you're smelling coffee, one yeah. tip that you have given me, and it may have been from somebody else, but what tip you give me that's been very, very helpful yeah. is take a sniff, you know, smell what you can, and then smell the back of your hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, very good idea. That idea of neutralizing your mm -hmm. your your sense of smell so you can go back to it and, and smell those differences. Yes. That's a that's a that's a very good thing to do. Um and I would say that smelling the back of hand, don't smell mm. someone else's hand, it looks a bit rude. But smell your area and Give yourself up to 15 seconds. Don't yeah. rush it because when you smell, you've got one to two seconds. And at that point, the epithelium I was talking about gets overloaded. The receptors can't take any more smell. Mm. So give yourself 15 seconds and then come back and smell it again. And actually you'll find the second time even more so. You're more concentrated. You've, you've got some aromas going on there. You smell it one more time now in the, in the cup. And yeah. wow, it, it suddenly becomes like the light comes on. You go, I know what this is. Thank you Good. so much for listening to this week and we uh, we look forward to the next uh, next episode.